Twas the fright before Christmas, and all through the town, not a creature was living, because Santa came and killed them all, even the mouse. He's making a list, and you better pray you're not on it. We watched Santa's sleigh. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what that means. Greetings, fuckers! How you doing? It is the next episode of Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. With me, as always, good friend, nay, I've said it before, my best friend, co-host, and nurse extraordinaire. I'm just going to throw that out there. Nurse extraordinaire, (laughs) Mr. Aaron Southworth. Nurse extraordinaire. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, everybody. Welcome to the next episode. Uh, but we are still continuing our seasonal uh, Christmas-style month-long extravaganza. Yep. That didn't come out exactly how I wanted to, but so what? Fuck it. Yep, this is week uh, two of our of our the Christmas month, Christmas season movie, uh, what would we say, marathon or whatever, ce- sure. celebration. Celebration. That's a Cele- celebration! Celebration! <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we found this movie, and it's called Santa's Slay. And Slay is spelled S-L-A-Y, not as in the old mode of transportation or toboggan version of a slay. How do you spell the S-L-A-Y? It was S-L-E-I-G-H. Yes. Phonics phonics worked for me. (laughs) Actually, I failed phonics as a kid. You remember Hooked on Phonics? Yeah. Is that still around? I wonder if that's still around. I I, I remember those commercials being thrown out all the time. Hooked on Phonics. The only worst speller than me is probably you. Hey, wait. Hey. (laughs) Hey. I'm not that bad. Oh, please. Oh. Uh, Anyway. So, yeah, this movie is a freak. And I do want to put a disclaimer out there. Um. Normally, what we do, we like that's we, obviously we do horror movies and bad ones, but this is really more of like a, it's not a horror movie at all. It's I, it's more of like a comedy slasher movie, right? I, that's that's Christmas themed. Yeah. So I can't really. I I agree. I don't think it would fall under the classification of horror. No. But I think I've seen it in like movie stores sometimes under. Horror. I mean, it's not a horror just because people are getting killed, but it's not scary at all. Oh, no. To me, I was watching this like, this is like if Disney decided to make a horror Christmas movie. Because that's, that's how exactly how I felt. Like, I feel like I'm watching Disney, like an adult Disney or something like that. Like, it's weird. I don't know. I, I, I get what you're saying. I, right. I get what you're saying. But anyway. God damn. Yeah. God it, damn this movie. This movie was released October 25th in 2005. Um, you can find it on Amazon, iTunes, Vudu, and I think you can even find it on YouTube. That's where I watched it. Nope, there you go. You can. Uh, it's only like 78 minutes long. And the claim to fame of this is it stars former WCW, WWE wrestling phenom. I use that word lightly, but Bill <laughs> Goldberg. Bill, Bill Goldberg. Goldberg. I love it. I love it. And As an evil Santa Claus. If there's anybody who doesn't know who Bill Goldberg is, I mean, just look him up. The guy is massive. He's six foot four, 285 pounds of just mean, athletic asshole. Yeah, when he was, I, yeah, this was a wrestling podcast, but, you know, when he brought it on scene, he was booked as the next big, I want the next big thing. That was Brock Lesnar. But uh, the, the biggest phenom, he was written to be like 176 and 0 and there's no unstoppable doubt machine. He had an incredible but he following. Russell worth of shit. Oh, he was a horrible <laughs> performer in the ring, but he had he, he had was, the looks. He had the look. He had the attitude. He he had the the television quality. He had a huge following. Yeah. So beside Goldberg, this movie. Um, Surprisingly, Surpri- the opening scene of this movie, which we're just gonna go right, it starts. Let's like, dive in. Like the entire opening scene is like recognizable actors that, except for, like two random girls. And I fucking my jaw dropped. Yeah, 
It's it's yeah. it's got an opening scene. It has Rebecca Gayhart, uh, Chris Kattan, Fran Drescher, and James Kahn. James motherfucking Kahn. Yeah, are in in the opening scene of this movie. And when I, I like, saw what? this, I was like, <laughs> at first I was like. Is that Fran Drescher? <laughs> Holy shit, is that Rebecca Gaylord? Oh, Chris fucking Katan. And then I'm like, James Gunn! <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Noxima girl, as most people like to know her as. Yeah, uh, who uh, killed someone in a drunk driving accident. Really? Way to go, Rebecca Gayhart. Did not know that. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, the opening, the movie opens with this family sitting around in this big house, uh, Doing like getting ready for Christmas dinner, and they are a horrible family. They are they're they're rich, but they're awful. They hate, yeah. they all hate each other. They're all just like, I don't want any of that mall shit. I want a Kate Spade bag. And, yeah, they're just you're and Fran Dresser is just like, that's right, honey, you're getting that Kate Spade bag. And Chris Kattan is, I guess, no, she was like, she's like we want Louis Vuitton or, or Prada. He's like, no, it's it's whatever you said, Kate Spade, Kate Spade for you, because that's supposed to be like the I guess lower end of the super brands or whatever. I don't fucking know fashion. Uh, so anyway, yeah, they all hate each other, and um, they all have these great one-liners. Though it's yeah. kind of fun. Like I really like the beginning of it. Like Chris, it's like James Conn's talking about how dry the turkey is, and you know he's like, God, I swear to God, my Fran Dresser's his wife, and he's like, I ah, just dried up. It's just like you, and she goes, Well, honey, it's called foreplay. He's like, I want to eat the bird, not fuck it. <laughs> and I'm like, This is great. Yeah, but speaking of the relationship, it's kind of. The relationships are kind of awkward. Like, I wasn't quite sure who was related to who. Like, I know Khan and Fran Drescher. I watched married. this scene like three times. And so. I know Chris Kattan and Rebecca Gayhart are supposed to be married. And the two girls are, are Fran, Fran Drescher's daughters. But then that means who, where does Chris Kattan and Rebecca Gayhart fit into this? Because F- Fran Drescher starts like flirting with Chris Kattan, like feeling up his legs. So, like, okay, that better not be your son. And if it's a son in law, then they don't even mention that Rebecca Gayhart's a daughter at all. So I have no idea what the relationship is. Regardless, it's awesome because yeah. Chris Kattan starts like finger blasting Fran Drescher underneath the table. Yeah. <laughs> James Conn, I think, kind of knows it and sits up and he goes, listen, you half a fag. I'm yeah. going to stick this fork in your eye. <laughs> yep. Like This is the best season's <laughs> greetings ever. This is fantastic. So once all that, the bickering, everything, they finally get down to about ready and they start doing their little their prayer. And during the prayer, this the Santa played by Goldberg, comes down the chimney. And not just comes down, he bursts through the chimney. Smashes it down. And kicks the little toy dog, the little annoying yippity dog, just kicks it into the ceiling fan. It spins around, flies out. And this is where Mayhem breaks out. He leaps up on table and does like a somersault roll across the dinner table, pulls out two knives and stabs one one knife into each hand of James Conn, pinning him to the table. And I love it when when he first came down, Fran Dresser goes, Santa? (laughs) And so one of the two random girls who aren't named, they're just these two other girls. One faints immediately, and she falls backwards, and she lands on one of the bedposts of the fancy dog bed, and it goes right through her neck. And pales her through her neck. Pales her through her neck. So Santaberg then sets Fran. (laughs) I love that, Santaberg. Santaberg sets Fran Dresser's hair on fire. And then just kicks yeah, Chris Kattan is, into a display case. I love this. So he does the somersault, stabs James Conn's hands down, grabs a bottle of who knows what. What kind of booze are they drinking? Yeah, it's got to be like Everclear. He starts slamming it, and I'm like, all right, Santa. He grabs a kitchen ladder and just spits fire into Fran Drescher's face. Yep. She catches on fire. Chris Kattan starts trying to do like a little shuck and jive. Yeah, he's like, come on. You want some? Come on, come on, come on. And then just gets Santa Berg kicked. kicks him like a fucking horse across the room. He's out. Yeah. <laughs> so the, he then grants Fran, Fran Drescher and basically drowns her in a bowl of eggnog. Mm-hmm. And he then, Santa Berg then breaks a leg off the table and clubs Rebecca Gayhart over the head with it, killing her. And, and before he hits her, she goes, I've been good. <laughs> Whap, dud. <laughs> and then without missing a beat, he grabs the star off the Christmas tree and throws it like a ninja star into the back of girl number two who was trying to get away. Now, once they're all dead, he turns his attention to James Conn, who is still pinned to the table. Who He's got his hands pinned to the table, and he's trying to get the knives out with his mouth. mouth yeah. <laughs> and I guess I had a problem because he shouldn't be – because we just saw him, like, flip the table and break the table leg off of it. So how is he still – how's that table still standing? Maybe it's still uh, – you know, maybe it was one of the leaf were put in. So I don't who know. knows? Anyway. I think it was a mistake. 
Anyway, so yeah, he shoves, he grabs a turkey leg off turkey, cramps, shoves into James Conn's mouth, and then slams him face first with the leg sticking out of his mouth into the table, which forced the turkey leg deeper down his throat, killing him. Roll opening credits. <laughs> That's your opening scene of this movie. And when I saw this, it's only about three minutes long, but yeah. when I saw this, I'm like, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. I was so pumped. It, it's, it goes way downhill from there, though. <laughs> So the opening credits are done like um, old like Christmas book fashion, and with what is you know a f- uh, foreign language like all runes or something. Like now later, I learned that it's, they, somebody says it's supposed to be Icelandic language. Words. But yeah. th- if you look carefully in the credits in, in the in the page of the book where it's supposed to be all Icelandic, you can actually see it was like you know a uh, musical score, and then someone's directed name, produced by, by mm-hmm. b- blended in. So I'm like, I don't know if it's really Icelandic or just gibberish to make it look like it. But um, so anyway, it, after the credits over, we cut to Hell Township. Yes, the name of the town is Hell, and it's on Christmas Eve. And we're in Mr. Green's Deli. And we meet the two main characters, Nicholas Yulston and Mary Mac McKenzie, along with the deli owner, Mr. Green, who is the boss. Now, this old cranky woman, she's in there being all bitchy and cranky, and she's wanting her little roast beef sandwich or whatever. Mm. And she's haggling. She's being a real bitch. Yeah. You know. And she's complaining about the price. and Smoking inside. She, she gets her money. She, all the way, she just calls Mary a whore out for no reason. Like, you yeah. whore. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like out of the blue for no reason. Like, it's just. She busts the guys. Like, the, the, the deli owner is Jewish, and he says yeah. happy holidays. He's just like, it's Christmas. God damn it. You wish me a Merry Christmas. And he's Jewish. I mean, yeah. come on. Give, give him a break. Yeah, exactly. He's got a menorah. I mean, he's got, he's got like. Menorah's Christ- like all over the place. He's got Christmas stuff up, too. He's not judging anything, no. but he's not Christian. No. <laughs> and so after she leaves the store, she's shown driving her boat of a car down some rural road, going incredibly slow and Weaving swerving back, back and, and forth. forth. Like, just. I don't know. She's having a seizure or something. Drank. And then out of nowhere, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, there's Santa. Santa Berg. Santa Berg <laughs> is going down the street with, and it's a bison. Yeah, it's, it's no a, reindeer. It's a giant white buffalo. It's a giant <laughs> bison dragging his sleigh. But and it's he's, white. That's the other yeah. Thing. It's like an albino buffalo. And he's standing up on the sleigh. And the woman's driving so slow, moving back and forth. And he goes, "Move, bitch! Get out the way!" <laughs> Like channeling ludicrous. Yep, ludicrous would be proud. Yeah. Now, uh, his the sleigh is kind of neat. They did a neat look on saying he's not your. They very he's very Norse, very yeah. um, Viking esque. His sleigh looks like a Viking longship. Looks like a warship. Yeah, it's got yeah. the shields on. It's wooden and all that. Uh, it's cool so looking. it's kind of a, I will say it's a neat take on Santa. And even Santa himself has the long hair. He's got the braids here braids. and there. The yeah. He looks pretty badass. Yeah. Even his silly Santa hat. It's got like a little like metal rim. Like some, like, it looks almost more like a helmet. It looks time. fucking cool. Yeah. He's got like metal and fur. It, it's a good... I will say they did a good job making Santa look... Badass. Different and, mm-hmm. yeah, more badass. So basically he rams her off the road. Her car flips over Snowbake and basically catches on fire. She's dead. He goes laughing all the way. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So we're back at the deli. Mr. Green gives Mary and Nick their Christmas presents. Uh, Mary gets some stupid snow globe. It doesn't matter. And Nick gets a clock that the big thing about this is it shows all the times in all 24 time zones throughout the world. Mm-hmm. So you can tell the time anywhere in the anywhere world. Anywhere you want. Uh, Mary ends up giving Nick a ride home. And I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, it's late. Give him a ride home. And keep my Nick is, I believe he says 16 in this movie. Right. And. When he gets dropped off, you see, like, a handlebar sitting on the back of the truck. Okay, it's his bike. But, no, when he gets dropped off, you got a 16-year-old kid who's going to work on a goddamn Razor scooter. It's not even a bike. I didn't even notice that part. He carries a scooter up to his door from out of the truck. I'm like, that's sad. That's, like, a bike would have been, he says, I just put 10 speed in a mountain bike, no problem. Everyone, It's a fucking scooter. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. I've that. never seen anybody like over the age of like eight on a scooter. And there's snow everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be like it, it's like uh, it's. I know it's filmed in Canada, but I'm not sure if it's supposed to take place in Canada too. But, but there's there's snow everywhere. Yeah, regardless. It's snow, yeah. So anyway, the, he opens up this series of locks, 
And he goes inside, and we meet his eccentric grandfather, who's played by Robert Culp. Yeah, this door is, there's several locks and doors, so you can already tell, okay, whoever lives here is kind of a kook, kind of a yeah. paranoid weirdo. Yeah. yeah, the grandfather's like the town crazy, the yeah. eccentric. He's kind of a, he's got a Doc Brown vibe to he him. He kind of does. Yeah. You're right. He, you're very, yeah. So he's got like, ga- he's got gadgets around the house. He's kind of an inventor. Yeah, not Brown, to Not to the degree of Doc Brown, no, but he's, no. he's got, he tinkers quite a bit. Yeah, that's, that's a, I wish I would, I can't believe I didn't make yeah. that sense. And even it has like the hair sticking out. Got the out, white like, hair like sticking up. Lloyd. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's very Doc Brown. So, it's like um, Doc Brown's distant cousin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Nick finds this nutcracker that basically shoots chestnuts out. And it's like a nut gun or something like that. And he then he also learns that his grandfather's built this fallout shelter in their basement. And it cuts back to Santa Berg, who for some reason has started working for the Salvation Army as a bell ringer. Oh, yeah, this is weird. This He's is... just standing there ringing a bell next to like, the red bucket. This has no—I mean, this is, this is something interesting about the whole movie is that at first it's just there's no bearing whatsoever nope. on any of the killings. And it's just you just see the scene where Santa Berg is standing there ringing the bell and this horrible sleazy mugger, mugger. who looks so stereotypical oh, like yeah. white trash bad guy yeah, just... comes up and he holds a knife to— Santa Berg's throne goes, what's in, what's in the bag? You know, he's like wanting, the, he wants the money. And Santa Berg just kicks the shit yeah, out of him. It's basically just an excuse to like, Kill have somebody. another, like, hey, let's show, show how badass this guy is. Because mm-hmm. there's no point to this. And f- the whole premise of the movie is that Santa actually hates Christmas and hates doing this. He hates everyone. So why would he be saying they're ringing the bell for charity? Like, Maybe. he, he despises all, it makes no sense. Well, unless he all. was, like, setting a trap. He's like a Venus flytrap. He's oh. just sitting there looking, luring, yeah, luring like, him in. Yeah, like, I'll lure in some mugger or something. Like, or an hey, anglerfish or yeah, something, yeah. Yeah, so like, anyway, maybe, but it's... the guy comes up, and Goldberg knocks him, flips him over, does some wrestling moves to him, picks him up over his head. And you know, it's funny because... He's picking this guy up over his head. Yeah. This guy is small, and Goldberg's t- like 300 pounds. And he throws him against the wall, stabs him in the eye with a candy, candy cane, cane that he's been sucking on into a sharp point, and mm-hmm. you know, just throws him in the garbage. Yeah, Literally he, throws yeah, him in the garbage. he smashes him against the wall yeah. first, and like, which is completely pushes the candy cane into his skull, and then picks him up military press style and just heaves him into the trash can, the dumpster. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And then, it's, and then it goes back to— And it goes right back to Grandpa Nick. Yeah, so we leave Grandpa Nick— Watch Goldberg kill somebody. Back right to back. Grandpa Nick. Exactly. And the grandfather, Grandpa shows Nick in this ancient book they have. And it's called The Book of Claus, which tells the real story of Santa Claus, who is ba- really the son of the devil. And he's the other immaculate birth where there's God and Mary. And this was Satan and Erica, Erica. who gave birth to Santa. Poor Erica. Yeah. So- and so... They're in the middle of story, telling the story, and then so they you get find out. I guess Santa is evil Jesus. Yeah, he's like, yeah, basically he'd be, he's evil Jesus. Uh, or I guess then he would technically he would be the Antichrist. Yeah, Santa is the Antichrist. Um, so they get interrupted because Mary's upstairs ringing the doorbell, and she has brought over Wolverine meat that her dad's hunted and cooked up, and. And that's it. And then it cuts to a local church holding its Christmas Eve service. And the priest telling the congregation to give money and to donate. And dig deep. Dig we deep. want bills, not and coins. I thought it was really weird because they keep showing the the, uh, the uh, donation plate or whatever being passed around. And they really make a point to sh- focus on this $1 bill that has like a red Detroit D, like the Detroit Tigers D on it. Yeah. It's in red. I'm like. Why? Who puts a red D on their dollar? I mean, I've seen people stamp dollar bills with like uh, the George Washington is like, "Where's George?" Or yeah, whatever. I've seen that. Yeah, uh, or, or it's just, just like a weird Detroit D. It's like it's really odd. Like, all right, whatever. So, and then it goes a very hard cut to the priest now pulling up in his Mercedes SUV, and when you see the church, it's a tiny fucking church. Yeah, uh, Mercedes SUV in front of a strip club named Gold Diggers. Gold Diggers. <laughs> Home of the Klon Dykes. Yes. <laughs> Damn it. D-I-K-E-S. Love Klon these puns. Dykes. Um, so right after the priest, he go, he bribes like the doorman to keep him uh, keep it secret he's here. Because mm-hmm. he's the priest going in to go yeah. see, uh, going into Titty City. So as soon as he goes in, Santa Berg pulls up. I love this because they have a valet. They have a valet. He drives away in the Mercedes. Santa Berg pulls up on his sleigh. With his bison. Hops out, throws the reins to uh, the valet. The valet. And just walks, walks up like up. he's wanting to go to Titty City. Yep. 
So inside, uh, oh, he, he, he the doorman stops him. I don't understand why. I don't, he's like, what are you doing? Like, obviously he wants to go see some titties. Let's yeah, let the man they, in. Why are you stopping him? Let the man have a good time. He should, because maybe if he didn't stop him, he would survive, live. Because as soon as he stops it, Gilbert basically just kills him with a goddamn wreath or something like that. It's real quick, wreath, nothing fancy, just kills him with a wreath. And inside, the priest is shown paying the strippers with the money from because you you specifically mm-hmm. see that Detroit mo- the Detroit yeah. D mm-hmm. dollar being shoved into somebody's garter belt. Yeah, so he's taken from the collection plate and is so we'll get some lap dances and titties in his face. Yep. And <laughs> <laughs> my kind of priest. Yeah. <laughs> so Santa Bergney pretty much comes in and he starts he immediately basically immediately starts a bar brawl. It's it's funny because no he he comes in and he's looking around. <laughs> Oh, uh, he goes ho and, ho ho! Yeah. And he just grabs one, and starts and making out. He grabs hooker, one gal, stripper. She's she's walking around, you know, topless, and she's carrying some drinks. He grabs her. All the drinks go flying. He just starts making out with her, just kissing her. And she gets up, and she's like, ah! And he points up, like, <laughs> and there's mistletoe. Yeah. And then she just goes, eh, and okay. walks away. Now, this, however, she doesn't seem too upset with it. Draws the ire of the, the big bouncer, bouncer, the bouncer, you know, and Goldberg locks eyes with the bouncer, and the bouncer starts walking over to him. And without missing a beat, Goldberg starts fucking shit yeah, up. I mean, just, it just destroys the whole Just starts place. kicking ass. So and he, in it's scene, fun to watch. It's, he kills the bouncer. Mm-hmm. He kills the bartender. He kills a random customer. Actually, I think he kills two random. Yeah. No, or a random customer. Anyway, so after the fight, all the strippers... It's hard to like when we watch a horror movie. It's like the kills are significant. Yeah, but these well, but so this is like a fight scene from an action movie. Yeah, so it's hard to like do the play by play. Well, the bouncer gets stabbed in the neck by a knife from who because he gets pushed into the knife basically. The right, bartender because the, bar, the bartender's cutting limes. Yeah, and then the bartender gets an gets, axe gets, pick. gets a pick in his head. Yeah, it gets a pick, and in his head. then the customer gets electrocuted, and so. That's basically the death. But it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's a big fight scene. Yeah, it's, it's like a choreographed fight, martial scene. It's like fight a five, yeah. six-minute-long fight scene. Yeah. And it's pretty well done. So yeah. after the fight scene, all the and there's, strippers... And there's strippers and running around, titties out everywhere. Yeah, and two ram customers, this watch... Oh, wait, <laughs> I have to stop you. I'm sorry. I have to do one thing. During the fight scene, go, there's a girl who's swinging back and forth on, like, a swing topless yeah. and he's wearing a tiny miniskirt goldberg jumps up trying to escape somebody his face winds up right in her crotch and he lands on his feet and goes yeah turns around and a stripper slides down the pole with like vagina all over it you know and she runs off and he's about to grab the pole to kill somebody with it but before he grabs he goes ew Gets a bottle of like windex sprays it down wipes it down because he doesn't want to touch vagina ass juice when he just had his face in one and he was pretty happy about yeah, it. Yeah, I I thought that was I hated that actually. It was I so it was, ridiculous. It was fucking retarded. It came out of it's supposed nowhere. To, yeah, it's a, honestly again, they're trying to make a joke and make it's this a gag. funny. I laughed. I hate I thought it was like I was like I didn't I was like, this is fucking stupid. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> all right, go on. So all right. Fighting's over. Two, the strippers and two ramcars are just watching Sandberg, and he's about to leave, but he turns around. And he pulls out a piece of coal from his pocket. He blows on it, and the coal bursts in the flames. Mm-hmm. And then he says, naughty. And he just tosses the flaming coal onto the ground in front of the strippers and all that. And it just, the place erupts in the fire. And it says the remaining customers, strippers, scrambling. And he just, he walks out the door like a badass. And... As he walks out, his white buffalo pulls up and spits out the valet's hat, <laughs> suggesting the buffalo <laughs> ate the valet. He gets in his sleigh and rides away. That's it's a fucking crazy scene. But some of it, I don't know. They, they try too hard to be funny with it. I hated the, the clean the pole gag. I thought that was a waste of time. I liked it. So... We go back to Nick and Mary and their grandfather. They're watching some old black and white movie. Grandpa's like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. And nothing. you know what? Fuck, I don't even talk about it. Mary leaves. Nothing fucking happens. Um, it cuts to Grandpa who said he's going to go to bed, but he's down in the basement working on this nutcracker gun while Nick goes back to reading the Book of Claws. And this leads us to the stop motion story section 
so it, it looks like the famous Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Christmas special. And I did like that. I thought that was fun. I like that. But again, I, I understand what you're getting, but again, just maybe it, it I hate t- this movie because I, it's like, it takes me out of like, okay, this is supposed to be, I, I wouldn't think this is going to be a like, bad horror movie, you know, like along the lines of uh, like Black Christmas or Thanksgiving or something. No, it's again, this, I see this and like, God damn, this is like fucking Disney. Like I don't, it's like a Saturday morning special. Yeah. For a dosh, some I don't know. I hate not saying it was done bad. It just take took me out of the mood, and uh, so basically this backstory shows how an angel beats Santa at curling, basically, <laughs> to trick him into becoming nice for one thousand years. I yeah. which of course it ends tonight. This is the end. But it's already fucked up because he's already killing people. So it hasn't. So if it's supposed to end tonight at midnight. Then why is he killing people already? He should still be nice until midnight. Then he should go on his killing spree, if that's what if that's what's supposed to be. You know what? I never thought about that because it's not Christmas yet. Is yeah, it? it's, it's still Christmas Eve. Right. So, yeah, fuck he, Marshall. He, this whole movie is wrong. The whole premise is wrong. Damn. He should be nice still. You're right. So fuck. Yeah. Ah. Whole thing's. <laughs> uh. So now it's the next day. Now Christmas comes. So now he can be fucking mean. And Santaberg's riding through the town, smashing nativity scenes with giant fucking war hammers. I did like that. And then he cuts to these two foul-mouthed bratty kids getting open their Christmas presents under the tree. And as soon as they open the present, it's like a goddamn suicide bomb. He just they open up their gifts and boom, it blows their fucking heads off. And it looked like a got like cartoon because it's like black and smoky. And it pans back to the grandma and she goes, "Fuck, oh. <laughs> yeah." So the parents and Great parents don't even care these kids are dead because that, that's how bad kids these must have been. You just watch your heads get blown off, and there's like, whatever. So it goes back to the church now, and the priest is, or pastor, is leading a prayer for the victims of the strip club tragedy. And he's like, can we please have a moment of silence or say a prayer for Crystal Candy, Sierra Rains, Bitsy Erect, or Itsy Erect, or something like that, and Tess Tickler were the names of the strippers that were killed in the uh, gold digger strip. Right, so nice little puns on the Yeah, and this movie is nothing but pun. It's every Christmas pun and joke you can ever think of crammed into this movie. And bad ones, too. Yeah, and I, almost every single one of Goldberg's lines is a pun. Well, what else do you expect? Yeah. Uh, so we <laughs> go back to Green's Deli, and Santa Berg is banging on the door while Mr. Green's cutting deli meats. He really wants matzo ball soup. He does. Like, I don't know why he's just killing these people. Like, there's... And, all right, unless he's like me and just kills for a second, killing. I want to kill everybody. That makes sense. But if he's not, but he leaves some people alive and kills others. There's no method to his madness of who he kills and who he doesn't. I have what? Well, I'll get to that. Okay, I'll get to that. Well, sort of, but it's loose. If, if it's what you're thinking of. Um, so he breaks down the door, and this is the one time I he actually he basically spears. Mr. Green through the glass counter. So if anybody who doesn't know who Goldberg the wrestler does or is he, he's famous for being a wrestler his finishing move was one of his finishing moves was the spear, spear. and he used to be a professional football player before the he's a wrestler the spear is basically a shoulder tackle it's a running <laughs> tackle and, that's all it is you know he makes he's such a big dude you, you, you buy it that it would really fuck somebody up and i also i know it's my most hated move of all wrestling because everybody fucking does and they act like it's the biggest thing on the earth like oh my god a spear I'm like wow he just tackled it's him. like the laziest move like if you're using a spear as your finishing move fuck you Get some imagination. Well, you had the jackhammer, too. Roman Reigns. I hear- Ooh. Fuck you. Marshall's calling out <laughs> Roman Reigns, whoever that is. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway, so he spears him through the counter, and then he picks him up with one hand, lifts him up off the ground one-handed, um, and then stabs him through the neck with a menorah. With stabs him through the neck. He turns around. He's holding him. He goes, Oh yeah! Grabs the menorah and bam, <laughs> pins him to the wall off the ground with the menorah through the neck. And yeah. just really quick, the the deli owner, he's a character actor. He's yeah. in a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, he's uh, a yeah. He's, Most famously, from what I recognize, and this might date me a little bit, is I used to watch a lot of Frasier. And yeah, Saul Rubinek is. It's <laughs> a very Jewish name. Yep. <laughs> but he plays uh, Donnie, who dated uh, Daphne. In Frasier. Okay. So that's it. There you go. Um, so yeah, Nick shows up. He, oh, he has this quick gas station scene, which is 
really stupid. The only point I didn't mention the gas station scene is because it, shows, it stars another at one time wrestler who was probably famous for one of the worst wrestlers in the history of, the, of wrestling. Tommy Tiny Lister. Also, yes. if you might know him from No Holds Barred, he was Zeus. Zeus. Uh, he was the president or something like that in the Fifth Element. Yeah. And, so you and know he, was, him. he was Debo in Friday. Yeah, from yeah. Friday. Every, yeah. You know who the guy is. Tiny Lister. Yeah. So he's the gas station. Giant black, he would cross eyes. Yeah. And uh, so Nick ends up, he goes to the deli, and he finds Mr. Green pinned against the wall of the menorah. And basically, Mr. Green dies as soon as the cops arrive. And the cops take Nick to the station for questioning, and he basically calls Mary to come pick him up. Now, can, we, can we talk about the Jews here? Okay. Because it doesn't make any sense. There is a lot of, like, it's not anti-Semitism at all, but it's just Jewish, like, Jews popping up. I mean, okay, the deli owner's Jewish, gets killed by a menorah, Goldberg's walking away and runs into a group of Hasidic Jews. Yep. And just kind of goes, Ugh. Who the cops call Amish yeah. later. And that's like, just keep my Goldberg. That's well, pretty Jewish. <laughs> now, I was going to get that to get to that in the odd event, but yes, Goldberg, Bill Goldberg, the actor, is Jewish. Yeah. So <laughs> the pro wrestler actor, yeah. So Santa here is Jewish. Santa so, is a Jew. <laughs> so it's just weird. Yeah. They just they they're not doing anything anti-Semitic, but they're just featuring. But there's a lot of Jewish references. Right. And a lot of Jew right. Right. Yeah. And but but they're not even doing like Jew jokes. No, it's really yeah. It's, really weird yeah um so nick at the police station tells the captain whose name is captain cock by the way oh i didn't know it's yeah it's captain cock basically stupid and he tells like oh santa's on a killing spree and of course like fuck you kid you're an idiot yeah he's like fuck you kid santa's on a killing spree whatever and then they pan outside to the two police officers talking about all of the killings exactly nick so the captain just says, nah, kid, get out of here, you're full of shit. Oh, there's no kid. Santa's not on a killing spree. But her two deputies are right outside talking about how all the killings in the neighborhood, 12 of them, mind you. 14. Oh, sorry, I pardon counted, me. Yeah. 14 are in the shape of a Christmas tree. Yep. So, I, yeah, I had that, yeah. So maybe that's – so that would explain at least the randomness of the killings because Goldberg – or Santa Berg is making the shape of a Christmas tree with his killing. So yeah. it that's would kind of explain at least something, some kind of the, of the randomness of it. It's because he's making a pattern of the Christmas tree. And they even predict, they say, oh, yeah, I believe the one. next killing will happen right here. And they're, they're putting the a star little, topper. St- where, where, where the go- top of the gold. tree, all the other flags are green. They put a gold flag where the angel or yeah, star whatever star, or whatever you put on the top. Yeah. Of the I, tree. But I did count that. And it's like, it's 14 different murder scenes that make up that Christmas tree. So obviously there's way more killings going on that we see in this movie. And it's so funny because they're just like, ah, there's no killings going on. Nope. But the deputies are like, oh, these well, killings. Well, he maybe not killings, it's, but it's not Santa Claus. It's so retarded. Yeah, it's constantly, it's no sense that this, the writing is awful because it, it's constantly back and forth. It's not even paying attention to what it's written in the past, you know, as far as continuity or trying to make anything make sense. Um, so basically, Mary picks up Nick, they leave. Now, the next, Santa Berg is next scene knocking on the office door of Captain Cock, and he opens the door. Santa Berg just grabs him and tasers him in the balls. Yeah, he grabs him with is, one hand, lifts him up off the ground, and with the other hand, just tasers his nuts. Yeah, which I guess kills him. <laughs> and then is, when he exits the office, we see that he's killed three more cops in the lobby and one random criminal guy in the background who's got like his head blown off because it's like black like smoke mark or burn marks all around his head. Um, so there's four more kills you don't see. Um now, Nick is in the truck with Mary. He's trying to explain to Mary about Santa, and but they get pulled over by a cop car before he can finish it. And they think, oh, it's Captain Cock. And, but nope, it's Santa Berg. And they drive off, and Santa Berg chases after him, like Terminator 2 style. Yeah, yeah. And he gets in the truck bed, and long story, Nick ends up shooting him off the, out of the truck with a shotgun. It's a little more drawn on that, but doesn't yeah. fucking matter. That's what happens. And so they get back to Grandpa's house, and all three of them head down to the fallout shelter. Now, through their security monitors... <laughs> yeah, because, uh, you know, Doc Brown Jr., yeah. or, you know, has, 
you know, a bunch of security cameras set up and he even says, were you followed? Did Santa follow you? And they're just like, uh, well, he was trying to kill us. And he goes, well, this is, this is just my bunker. It's not a fortress, but the door is like thick, heavy it's steel. It's like a goddamn like Fort Knox, like bank vault door. Like. You want to talk about a panic room? I yeah. mean, this, this is like supposed, to, he says it's not a fortress, but it's pretty it's fuck, a goddamn fortress. It's pretty fucking close to a <laughs> yeah, fortress. Exactly. And you know what? I just realized I don't think they ever give you a name for Grandpa. I think it's just Grandpa. So maybe his last name is Brown. Maybe he's like Brown's cousin. <laughs> well, I think he's a Yulton also. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Yulson. Yeah. Yulson. Yeah. Because they have a Norwegian flag also. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Nice try. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so they see these car- Christmas carolers on the monitor, and Mary's like, "We gotta warn them," and uh, they run off to warn Nick and Mary run off to warn them. Uh, Carol's like, they're like, get out of here, Santa's gonna kill you, and they're like, whatever, they don't, mm-hmm. they don't yeah, listen. The carolers are like, what? And, and Goldberg comes up behind, behind him and just starts killing them just all. Says, Excuse me, and just starts killing them. He, he picks, he gorilla presses one woman over his head, and then drops her behind him, and she smacks her head off the wooden railing, killing her. I laughed like an idiot when I saw <laughs> that too. I loved it. So he then breaks down the front door and makes his way to the basement and starts bashing the giant super door of now, the... Now, this uh, kind of pissed me off because they're trying to be quiet and they're hiding in the basement in a panic room that's covered by a sheet. Yeah, like, a ma- like an old map Like an old sheet. map, like yeah. a big, huge, like, tapestry. Of Norway and, like, Norse. Like, right, oh, like, a, like a tapestry. Yeah. Without missing a beat, Sandberg walks through the whole house, goes downstairs, walks right to the tapestry, and just Rips tears it down. It yeah, down. he knows exactly where to go. Exactly. I guess not only does he know if you're naughty or nice, he knows exactly where you are at all times. Yeah. Um, so I, I had a problem with that too. Like, how does he know? Like, what? <laughs> I mean, without missing a beat. No. Uh, so they escape through a, I guess, yeah. through, like a water heater, like or it was looks it's, like it's a, a water heater. Passage. It's a secret it's passage. It's a secret passage. So they escape while he's break while Santa Berg's breaking on the door. He ri- not just break- as soon as they get out of the secret passage, he rips this door off its hinges. Big iron like, steel door. The Hulk would have issues with this door, you would think. And he's just like, nope, gone. And he is Santa Bird. So, <laughs> <laughs> in the garage, Grandpa uncovers a pair of snowmobiles. And um, it goes to Santa Bird, who's flipping through the Book of Claws. And we see, I still read something because it's weird. There's a picture of three Santas. Like big jacked. Big Santas. They, they all and out. One's dressed in red. Like the one with Santa Berg, uh-huh. your traditional red. And the other ones are dressed in blue and green. Right. So I'm like, and Santa that supposed Berg, to mean there's like two more Santas out Santa there? Berg looks at him and he's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, it's like, he's like, right on. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, is that supposed to mean there's two more Santas? Does he have brothers that aren't mentioned? Is this supposed to be like, oh, the sequel, like Santa's. Three, like, I don't understand why they even show that. Are these are these his elves? No, because they're dressed in the exact same sand suits, like the, the the furry with the fur lining and the just in different colors. So like, I don't mind if you show a picture of Santa all wrapped up. I mean, like, yeah, that's me all wrapped. Yeah. But like, I don't understand why they have the two others. Like, I don't it's either. confusing. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, Mary can't get her snowmobile to start, which gives Santa Bird time to catch up with him. And Grandpa tries to start taunting Santa Berg to distract him so he doesn't, like, attack the kids. So this is probably the most dialogue Goldberg has, Goldberg in, the has yeah. in the whole movie. So, you know, he's walking towards the grandfather. And you can tell right from their dialogue that they've, like, Grandpa knows something's up. Yeah. Like, he's like, ah, he's like, I've been looking for you. Or, I've, I've, I've been waiting for this for a long time. And yeah. He's just, you know, he's stalling for time, but their banter back and forth definitely gives an indication that they've had a past or some sort of history. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, definitely that Grandpa knows something. Yeah. And basically this plan backfires for poor Grandpa because he gets run over from behind while talking to Sandberg by the white buffalo and the sleigh. Like, run the fuck over. And which leads to the pun, oh, Grandpa got run over by a reindeer. Which, Only which, it's a white fucking buffalo <laughs> it's a pretty sweet pun and then goldberg walks over to her and just stomps his foot stomps down. On his fucking head yeah i know like it's just great. like oh god damn <laughs> so mary now hops on nick's snowmobile and they ride off as santaberg gives chase in his sleigh and he's flying through the air and he's throwing like exploding bomb so presents he's got down his from the he's air. got his sack of all goodies for boys and girls and he's reaching up grabbing these gifts throwing them down and they're exploding Boy. like grenades yeah like, boom like <laughs> So, 
They, and they're running through an open field, and this is actually pretty smart on Max's point, or McKen- the girl's point. She goes, we need to get out of the open and go through the, you know, go into the woods. I'm like, that's really good strategy, because you're going to get blown the fuck up. Yeah, it's like mortar fire going on. And so they drive, end up driving through the town center, well, where a bell choir is performing in front of a Christmas tree for several townspeople, and the pastors there leading the choir dressed, dressed, dressed as, as Santa. Santa. So, um... They, uh, Mary and Nick come flying through. They shout some more, get out the way, Santa's coming. And then they just make a hard left and they drive off again. But there's, there's scenes of them driving on that snowmobile. Whoever was doing the snowmobile stunts was pretty cool. They're like ramping off of cars and yeah. smashing through the town. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Whoever was the snowmobile driver was quite a stuntsman. Yeah. Stuntsman, is that a thing? Sure. Why I not? I guess, sure. <laughs> why not? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Aaron. I'll give yeah, you that one. All right. <laughs> so, uh, I just made up a word. <laughs> so Santa Bird comes flying in, and the people scatter. And somehow the priest gets, again, comically, it's like a goddamn uh, Disney again. He gets, like, the buffalo, like, nudges his like butt. bucks him. And it yeah. bucks him. He flips over, head over heels, but lands perfectly in the sleigh right next. next to Santa, who just looks over and, like, punches him and knocks him out. And then keeps on driving after them. So, um, Nick and Mary arrive at the local school and they, they break inside and once inside, they find that the nutcracker gun is now in Nick's backpack and Santa Burger now pulls up and now he means business because he takes off his Santa coat and starts climbing the roof. Now I do notice that they removed his shitty tribal arm tattoo band. Uh, <laughs> the, the famous Goldberg tribal arm yeah, band is gone. They painted over that thing. Yeah. That, but, uh, I, Which actually surprised me. Like, if you're gonna have a bad accent, why not just leave the fucking tattoos on there? Yeah. Or give him more for that. Right. Give him like full fucking sleeves, like sure. hellfire and brimstone or something like that. Good point. I mean, he's the son of the devil. Why? Yeah. <laughs> give that man some tats. Yeah. Uh. So Santaberg chased him through the school hallways. Blah blah blah. While shooting fireballs out of his fucking mouth. Now this is new. Yeah, that's a new one. <laughs> Before he was just kicking ass. I mean, he blew on a piece of coal, and I, I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. That's weird, but. Yeah, he just starts shooting brimstone out of his mouth. Yeah, it's like, are you... Anyway, so Mary and Nick try to hide in the library, but fail. And they're chased off by a Christmas ornament smoke bomb. Yes, while Goldberg's reading Charles Dickens Dickens. and And says... Of course, more puns. Yeah, more... He's like, Christmas scares the Dickens Dickens out of people. And so... He sees him escaping, turns around and throws the book and hits the kid in the head. And for some reason, I giggled again. And he's just like, God damn, that hurt. <laughs> it's so stupid. It is. It, everything in this movie is fucking stupid. But I loved it. So the two of them, they, they're running down the hall. They fling open a set of double doors and find themselves sliding across an ice rink. And that is retarded. All it right? is. But I will say, if the, again, if this is in Canada... That's probably they have a high school, like an ice hockey team, so an ice rink there. Granted, but you don't open a door straight onto to the, the ice. ice. You're right. You're right. I will give you that. That's, it's like two metal double doors straight onto the ice. Right. I and mean, you're running out of the hallway. It, that doesn't make any sense. No. They're, yeah. I, I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah. Yeah. Not the fact that they have an ice rink, but the doors that went straight to the ice. Regardless, they're on an ice rink. Yeah. And they're sliding across. Mm-hmm. And here they have a very small, short, heart-to-heart conversation. Like, oh, blah, blah, blah. You I'm have like, nobody. Yeah. You know we're mean? being... We're being chased by killer Santa. Yeah. Let's have a moment. And they're about to kiss. On an ice rink, the most, uh, like, the, probably Cold, the most uh, treacherous, yeah. like, <laughs> terrain to ever be on when you're trying to run away from something. Yeah. And they're interrupted for the kiss by Santa Berg on a Zamboni. Yep. <sighs> yep. Let that sink in. So Santaberg's about to run them over with the Zamboni, but the Zamboni gets caught on something. He's like, wait, what? And he He's looks just down, about to smash him, and yeah, And he looks down, and the Zamboni is stuck on a magical, glowing, curling stone or rock. Now, side note, did you know that curling stones or rocks are made from granite? And that there was, the sport was invented in Scotland and dates as far back as 1511. It's also known as the Roaring Game, because of the sound the stones make while they travel over the pebble, which is the name given to the droplets of water applied to the plane surface. Now, the name curling comes from the Scott-English world curl, which describes the motions of the stones when going down the track. Marshall, not only are you entertaining, you are also (laughs) educational. Now, back to the movie. Okay. Angel Grandpa shows up with yeah. a yellow uh, glow around him. So here's here's the catch, everyone. Here's the rub. It was 
Grandpa yeah. was the angel who tricked Santa Berger in the first place yep. into being good. Yep. Now two curling stones and brooms magically appear, and Santa Berg. Oh, but basically, he Grandpa challenges Santa Berg to the same contest as before. And so sets, the curling, the stones, the broomstroke, and Santa opens a gate to hell on the ice. And and the stakes are: Grandpa says, "If I win, you're good for all eternity." Yep. And Goldberg says, if I win, you go into the fiery mouth of hell for yeah. your soul to be tortured for eternity. Yeah, and he's like, all right. So, so those are the stakes. But he's like, he's like, this time you go first, Grandpa. So Grandpa goes first, slides the stone nearly perfectly. Mm-hmm. I it's, mean, it's like you can't get any better. And so Santa Berg's on his knees. He's lining up his shot with his stone. He's getting ready to slide it when he just grabs Grandpa. I loved it. And throws him down the ice like the stone. And he flies into the hell hole. Then turns his attention to Nick and Mary. Now Nick pulls out the nutcracker from his backpack and fires at the same time. Sandberg shoots out another fireball from his fucking mouth, and the nut hits the fireball, which apparently the nut is more powerful than a goddamn fireball from a, it, from a demon beast or from whatever. A, yeah, yeah, from a the son of the devil because it knocks the fireball off its course, knocks it aside, and it, the nut, the chestnut, catches on fire and then shoots. Into, into Santa Santa's Berg. chest, which flings him back and flying backwards. He's down for the count. And he seems to die. He's like, oh, and he collapses, looking like he's dead. Nick and Mary hear Grandpa shout for help. They rush over to see him barely hanging on. They help him out of the hellhole as Santa Berg rides away in the Zamboni, which crashes through the wall. Now, if you're going to make an escape vehicle, you're probably fascist running on foot because a Zamboni is fucking slow. <laughs> you can be much better just run you might as well just run then try to get away on his amboni he's sandenberg he's got to make an exit i guess i I hate this movie (laughs) so anyway grandpa seals the hellhole by tossing the curling stone down it which of course of course that's going to seal the hellhole and then he goes in to explain his past to nick and blah 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 blah. and basically nick and mary decide to go after sandenberg and Grandpa can't follow because for some reason. Because angels get trapped in ice rinks for some reason. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> like, vampires can't go in churches while angels can't leave ice they rinks. can't leave ice rinks. So, sure. Who knows? So <sighs> they go and find – they're doing their thing. And Mary – Well, come, it's, it's funny, too, because he says, let's go get him. He's powerless now. Yeah. He mentions that Santa Berg is now powerless. How? Yeah. How? how? He just opened up a gateway to hell, and he's it's shooting fireballs out. But oh, he's powerless now. So, so was it a was it the magic chestnut that pierced his skin that Who made knows? him? There's no explanation. None. There's none. He, he just all of a sudden decides, hey guys, he's powerless yep. now. Go no explanation. And the fact that not only does he say I'm trapped here, I can't go, but then he just kind of wiggles his finger and he disappears in like a light, a halo of light, and he's just gone. So if he can disappear, why does he just, like, teleport himself out of the goddamn rink? This movie makes no fucking sense! Anyway, uh, so, Mary finds her her brother along with her skeet-shooting buddies, and they all line up in, like, a firing squad as they see Santa flying towards them. There's just a bunch of assholes hanging out with guns. Yeah. It's... Just a whole bunch of dudes hanging out with guns and one Indian who has a freaking... Uh, the voice throat thingy. The voice yeah, button. he's got the... He talks like, like Ned from South yeah. Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so they're all opening fire on Santa. It, which is, again, retarded. Yeah. They basically say, you guys like to hunt and kill things. Wouldn't yeah, you like to kill a flying buffalo? Buffalo and kill Santa Claus? And they're like, okay. Okay, sure. So... Yeah, here comes the flying buffalo coming towards him, and it looks really, really, really far away. Yeah, I mean, it's way far away. For and the these dude. guys start opening fire. And With, first of all, shotguns, yes, right. it's a gun, but for the distance that they're trying, a shotgun it's would not, not be the weapon of choice to reach that far. And it's against <laughs> a huge, evil buffalo from hell. By the time that buckshot or whatever it's, it gets there... It, yeah, it wouldn't even reach. I can only imagine how much gunfire, just normal, what kind of gun you have to use to take down a buffalo. Imagine being a pretty high-powered rifle. Right for, yeah, yeah, um, and multiple shots. Right, right. Anyway, so they're watching. Nick's about to line. You see Nick through a scope. He's about to line up his shot, square, dead eyed, dead eyed on right the right between the eyes. When all of a sudden, whoosh! Out of nowhere comes a fucking rocket. Blows up the buffalo and the sleigh in this explosion in the sky. Meat just falling, viscera falling yeah. from the sky. They turn around and there's Mary's dad holding a bazooka. 
I mean, they gave but, inklings that he was a gun nut. Yeah, they're all the gun movies. nuts, but yeah, it's like but, a goddamn bazooka. That's off the charts crazy. Yeah. Maybe in Canada you can get a bazooka. Maybe. I don't know. So anyway, an ambulance pulls up as Nick is checking out the body of Santa that has now been impaled yeah, Santa, on a flagpole. So Santa it's felt- not Canada. It's America. It's American flag. And and the, he's, he's laying on stack and slid all, all the, the way, way down. down. And he's, it's, it's kind of like the Uncle Sam thing. He's got the American mm-hmm. flag sticking through him. Yeah. So, yeah, not Canada, just up north near Canada. And uh, he calls Mary over, and the rest of them look down at this, and the rest of the ski shooters, they all run over, and they, they see that it's not Santaberg, but it's Pastor Timmons who's dressed as Santa because he was still in the sleigh unconscious mm-hmm. when it blew up. So everyone thinks, except for Nick and Mary, oh, this it was Pastor Dickhead or whatever yeah. his name is. He was the one who was killing everyone. Yeah, the so. pastor has a magical flying buffalo in a sleigh, everybody. What? God, he's oh, so ang- so infuriated. They all just pat each other on the back. Like, and Good job. And Nick notices that under the pastor's body is the Book of Claws, which he takes back. He grabs it and walks off. Now, Mary asks him why he didn't say anything about the real Santa. Nick basically just says, well, I don't want to scare the- anybody. And Christmas is over. So that's just like, oh, he- Christmas is over. So we're good for another year or whatever. Who knows? But the killer's still out there. And so they kiss. As the body of the priest is loaded into the ambulance, <laughs> and the dead buffalo, which is supposed to be blown up by a fucking bazooka, but now all of a sudden the body is completely back to normal, and it's being strapped to the hood of somebody's truck. And, which, that bothers me, too. Like, you just see the thing blow up, and you see chunks of meat fall out of the sky, but now the whole buffalo is perfectly ready to be, like, taxidermied and mounted on your wall. It's magical, Marshall. It's magical. So, we cut to an airport loading gate. And a flight attendant is checking the boarding pass of Santaberg, who's now dressed like a biker. Yeah, he's in like his biker like gear. Leather he's, and denim jacket. He shaved most of his beard. He still has a long goatee. Oh, it's not shaved. It's just all like trim. It's like, like Gimli. It's like all pony. It's like the beard's all ponytail. Oh, he had a full beard when he was Santaberg. No, but it's just pulled tight because it was all spread out. Now it's all pulled tight in like little braids and oh. comes down. Anyway, and his hair is back in a ponytail. And he's wearing like the biker with he's the much, iron he's, cross he's, hat. He's, he's way more cleaned up. But he, he kind of looks like... Well, I'm going to keep it wrestling. There was a phase where Triple H wore like this black, this denim jacket with leather sleeves. Right. And he looks right. like the Triple H look. Anyway, so he, he's dressed as a biker, sitting in the airport, waiting to go to Winnipeg. He's flying to Winnipeg. I sure. know that. <laughs> Manitoba, Canada. Um, and that's it. And he's, going to, black. Pre- and he's going to proceed north to the North Pole Be airport. Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, apparently the North Pole has an airport now, people. You just fly up to North Pole. Yeah, I'm sure it has a small landing strip. Yeah. I'm sure it does. Yeah, all right. Uh, <clears throat> so fade to black, roll credits. Now, during the credits, I do notice the movie, there it says the movie is dedicated to Anthony Big Ant Blandy. Now, the only reason I even mention that is because I noticed in the gas station scene, which, again, this is a gas station that sells ammunition. I've never walked into a BP or a shell and found boxes of bullets sitting on the shelf. I mean. But here, yeah. you can't. But anyway, the brand name of those bullets was Big Ant Bullets. So they named so like that's I didn't not notice that. Hey, yeah. Look at you. Did you look up this guy? I didn't look him up. I just noticed. Uh-huh. Like I just remember watching the scene, like Big Ant Bullet, and then I saw Big Ant in the credits. I'm like, oh well, that can't be a coincidence. Yeah. And then at the end of the credits is a very quick scene of Santaberg reading his naughty or nice list, and then he looks directly at the camera and says, "Who's next?" Which is his catchphrase from. Pro wrestling. wrestling day. I loved it. I loved it. And I loved it. That's it. That's the fucking movie. Santa's sleigh. Oh, it's fucking a piece of trash. I, <laughs> oh, I hated it. All right, so let's move on to favorite kills. There can be only one favorite kill. Now, there's a lot of favorite kills that happen really fast in this movie, and so. Kind of hard to keep up on, but it's... It's fast because it's like like fight scene. Yeah, yeah. it's really... It's, it's it fight scene fast. Yeah, it is. Um, you've got to kill it and turn to the next guy. It's like trying to find your favorite destiny, like the Expendables or something like right, that. Right, right. You know, Die Hard or something. But um, Well, maybe not Die Hard, but... Um, yeah, but... You know, you know, yeah, movie, we yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, all right, Aaron, what's... What what you got? What what is your favorite? Okay, I absolutely love the opening scene where he just kills... Everyone, and if I had to pick a particular one, it has to be Fran Drescher. 
because I love it. She's just like Santa, and she's got nice boobies all hanging out, and she gets her face lit on fire and drowned in a bowl of eggnog while he's still kicking everyone else's ass. Yep. I had to say that's my favorite kill. And there's just so much fun in that opening scene. I can't get enough of it. Okay. Um, I kind of have to lean with you on that because all the other kills, they happen so fast, and they're not – with the exception of Mr. Green, who I guess is the first time I've ever seen him, but anybody killed by a menorah so that's a first that was good um nothing else was really expected the opening scene was great because it, it it is it's fun it's fast-paced um yeah i i, I gotta go with fran drescher too like really? it really okay. is like mm-hmm. i thought like, except for the hair being burning for it's just her hair on fire and her face is completely fine even though she got blasted in the face by fire and there's no marks on her face um but yeah, getting set on fire and then drown in eggnog. It's... And at the same time, I got to tip my cap to Fran Drescher, who was really like, because she her hair went out. Was, it, they had a bunch of like burn makeup on her. Yeah, they put her in a ball cap and still just like, ah! like, she's always done, you know, fun comedies. And, and of course she throws in her trademark <laughs> laugh, yeah, you know, yeah. at the beginning. But she's doing all this stuff. And it's so like disturbing to see Fran Drescher be horribly murdered. <laughs> it really was, you know. But. I was actually disappointed. The most, my most disappointing death was Rebecca Gayhart. Yeah. To me, she, I, James Gunn's a big name. Fran Drescher was a big, to me, Rebecca Gayhart was like, oh, okay. I remember she did some other horror movies. She did a lot of stuff. I thought she, her death would be a little more memorable than just getting quickly clubbed over the head clubbed, like a yeah. CEO and done. And did Chris Kattan even die? Yeah, so I think like he, technically he actually he just got kicked into like a, a display case. I mean, he that got the shit kid, kicked out of him. Yeah, I mean, maybe I could say maybe not that, but. I don't think he dies, really, because he just kind of uh, goes unconscious, yeah. and that's, you never see him yeah. again. So unless Santa comes back and like, kills him post this Massacre. Scene. Yeah. yeah. So Chris, you could make an Chris Kane. Anyway, favorite kill with both of us, Fran Drescher. <laughs> um, all right. That's, a fun, that's an odd sentence to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, moving into odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them, too. Ugh. What is wrong with these guys? Um, not a whole lot could be dug up on this movie. Um, the ratings, uh, IMDb gives it 5.4 out of 10. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, no, there is no uh, tomato meter score, uh, but it does have a 43% audience score. Wow. And Amazon, fucking Amazon. 3.5? 4.2. Whoa, that's... 4.2. One of the highest, one of the higher rated and ones. This movie's shit. It's fucking garbage. It's that's, 4.2. That's up there. Oh, uh, all right. Plot keywords. There are 81. Uh, the only th- I only wrote down three because uh, all of them were, you could guess. Christmas, re Santa, blah, blah, blah. There's mm. stupid. So, but dead children, <laughs> double child murder. Double child murder. <laughs> we've had child murder? Yeah, but I don't no, think we've ever no. had double child no, murder. That's the first. A double tra- And a decapitated child. So. Wow. <laughs> so a lot of child killing once again um moving on to, like the trivia and those tidbits i found again most of this i've already covered like the, the opening book is supposed to be icelandic um because uh and some believe that parts of the santa mythos are actually taken from norse mythology mm-hmm. um which explains the whole norse background of this movie um it is like i said it was filmed in edmonton alberta canada and in its surrounding areas um supposedly the body count of this movie is supposed to be up to about 32, which is a lot of fucking people. Um, so maybe it is, maybe it's not. I didn't count each that well, closely. If you think about the carolers, there were like eight carolers. Yeah, if know? he kills all eight carolers. Mm-hmm. We already can't... had 14 of the Christmas tree. So that's 14. Uh, and then eight car- – were there eight carolers? Yeah, there was like eight killer- okay. carolers. And then there was the – then the, the, the four police officers – yeah, the four police officers and the, the criminal. That's five. Plus the sheriff or the Captain Cox. Well, yeah, that's, so that'd be five. One, two, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's five. Uh, and then how many people in the opening scene? That's two The two random girls. That's th- two. Rebecca had three. Well, Fran Drescher, the, four. Now, is that part of the 14, though? I don't know. I'm just trying to yeah. get to, I'm just trying to, get to 32. 32. Well, where are we at right now? Well, hold on. We got um, – we're at – uh, eight and five is what? Uh, 13. 13. We're at 27. Okay. So if we add that five from the beginning, that, you know, three. Yeah, if you added that five from the actually beginning. Actually, six, I think, there. So here's, Well, then, then you have a little bit more. Yeah. So, all right. There it is. So, we, okay. Maybe, yeah. All right. So, anyway, and then just a little fun fact. Nearly all the lead actors in this movie, especially the opening scene, 
are Jewish, which we commented on. Yeah. Bill Goldberg's yeah. were dressed as Jewish. Uh, well, Ketan, knew- Gay, like Gayhart's Jewish. Uh, Mr. Dream, he's Jewish. Mm-hmm. I think even the guy who plays Nick, I think he's Jewish. Zeus. Zeus. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think Zeus is Jewish. But, uh, yeah, so it's like, an, yeah, really a Jewish uh, 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 cast. Yeah. So, uh, normally this would lead us to the budget game, but sadly there was no budget information. No! I know. Oh. I looked and I dug and I dug hard, but I could not find any budget information. Damn, I imagine it was a lot higher movie. than I, I, I probably would have had. I was, I was wanting to go high because you have Fran Just, Dresser, just the people with the opening Conn. cast. Yeah. You get paid. Yeah, yeah, I would have gone a little higher than what we, in the last few have been and as well. I, I've, you know, I've been a big pro wrestling fan for a long time. I've fallen off over the last couple of years, but... You know, lots of times these guys don't ask for chump change. They ask for a lot of money. I would, I probably would have guessed maybe around the million dollar mark. Oh, yeah. yeah. Easily. Easy. I'd go a little higher. Yeah. yeah. So uh, with that said, we'll go into. Uh... Oh, wait, wait. Oh. Before we go away from odds and ends, I have a few Goldberg odds and ends. Oh, we'll get some Goldberg facts. Okay. Just some fun Goldberg facts for people who aren't Goldberg fans. But uh, Goldberg, as we have mentioned, is Jewish. His mother uh, was a uh Symphony trained violinist and his father a gynecologist. Ooh. Yes, did not uh, know about his mother. Yeah, uh, he played for the Atlanta Falcons yep. uh, for I think two or three years as a defensive tackle. Um, he started his wrestling career in 1997 and ended it in 2004. So he he wrestled for wasn't even a full decade. But uh, he he made an incredible impact yep. on wrestling. He still officially is not unretired. They say he's still semi pro because I'm sure he still does things in Japan and things like that. I don't know. Before I know, he I think he's pretty retired because he's getting older. And every time I see him, he's doing like he's got his own shows on like the, like the speed network, the, the race car network, or something like that. he's got like a, some car show or something like that, yeah. and some other things he does. So. He is responsible for essentially ending Bret Hart's career, wrestling career. <laughs> Bret Hart being a very famous pro wrestler by accidentally uh, he does a he does a high kick. But that kick caught him square on, giving him a major concussion to the point where he had chronic headaches and couldn't even fly for a couple of years because the pressure would cause because such a... Because Goldberg you know. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm trying to think of other ones. These are all coming off the top of my head. Well, here's the thing. This is wrestling too, but he's, there's a big hoopla over years ago between a match he had with William Regal and about how he... Mm-hmm. Regal was like... He, Trying basically trying to wrestle like a, a wet mop or something like that. And Goldberg's like, well, he wouldn't sell for me. And Goldberg's not reacting to any of Regal. It's one of the worst matches in wrestling. And Regal, I think, started hitting him. Like, yeah. actually, like, yeah. which, which is called for people who don't know, working stiff. Working stiff. So instead of throwing like a fake softer punch, he's really whacking him. Yeah. You know, he's really making I mean, an you impact. can watch this match on YouTube and it's fucking awful. You can tell Regal's trying to do it and Goldberg's just like standing there, like not reacting to anything because he's fucking awful he doesn't know what he's doing yeah so oh yeah he also holds the record i believe for the longest winning streak which in, is also fabricated which of course is fake pro wrestling but at 173 and oh i thought it was 76 but the funny thing is like if you watch the documentaries it's like they would make giant gaps like they did like wcw nitro was like the big thing weekly show and yeah they might do some house shows here and there but like i remember watching like part like some documentary on and he's like oh yeah like one week he come in he's like 154 and oh, and like the next week, he's suddenly 162. We're like, where did all these matches come from in a right. matter of weeks? So they just kept ju- adding these numbers on to try to make it impressive. When really, he was probably like 30 and 0 or something of that time. Or Regardless. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, all right. So moving on to uh, five star reviews. These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five star reviews. Now, I surprisingly, I, maybe I shouldn't even say surprisingly because people are fucking idiots and don't. I don't get it anymore. You but must have found a lot of them. I found like seven pages of five star reviews <laughs> for this shit. Now most of them were all the same, like you know, or going into like complete reviews of me. So I didn't. I I skipped over a lot of them, but I did write a few down. Uh, first one from Paul Barrick or Berick. Um, this is the best movie of all time. This movie is better than Avatar and all the Godfather movies combined. Whoa. This movie eats its a wonderful life for breakfast. It's better than The Notebook. Five stars. Wow. From Jacqueline Dewey. Not something I would watch, but my husband likes it and says it's pretty good. 
five stars. <laughs> That's like the worst review I think I've I, know. I, like, I don't even think she's seen this movie. No, I was like, exactly. My husband liked it. Five stars. What a weirdo. Uh, Katie Rogers. Let's face it, ladies. The only thing more exciting than finding a diamond ring in your cat's hairball is watching a washed-up wrestler in Santa Gart murder balloon-breasted strippers. I don't know about you, but watching Santa's sleigh inspired the purchase of that 20-foot golden strippers pole in my living room. And let's just say there is more than ornaments hanging from it every Christmas. Five stars. Whoa! Yeah. That's, that's probably one of the more unique ones yeah. we've heard. I like that one. Exactly. But a diamond ring in a cat's hairball? Hair who what? is this again? Katie Rogers. I want to meet this Katie Rogers. I do too. Yeah, like... she sounds interesting. <laughs> All right. Last one is a little long, but um, it, it was interesting. From Mad L. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Run for your life. This is the most awesome holiday movie since Nightmare Before Christmas. While being a low-budget flick, it keeps you laughing and leaves you wanting more. Sequel, sequel, Santa Slay 2, all exclamation marks, all bold, all caps. This movie brings new light to the age-old story that Santa and Satan are indeed both one and the same. Don't believe me? Well, here's just the... Well, let's just examine the facts for a moment. The facts. Facts. The facts. The facts from... One, both consider red as their favorite color. Two, both choose to work at night. Three, both have children as target audience. Four, both have that something for nothing idea, gifts, power, etc. Five, both live in secluded areas. Six, <laughs> both have little minions that do all their work. Seven, both know when you are sleeping awake, good and bad. Now, I don't, some of these I've never heard re- re- used in referring to the devil. Now, eight, both use fire or a place thereof as a chosen entry slash communication point. I think the evidence speaks for itself, but I recommend you watch Santa Slay for yourself, and then you decide. Five stars. <laughs> those are the facts, Jack. Those are the facts, apparently. <laughs> Undisputable. Those are the facts. Oh, God. Wow. So, final, wor- final verdict. So bad it's good, so bad it's scary. Aaron, take it away. So bad it's good. Oh, of course you fucker. I loved it. It was so stupid. <laughs> Stupid and fun. Now, again, as we pre- we prefaced before, this is not exactly a horror movie. It is just a slasher, beat 'em up, you know, action esque film that just wound up in the horror section. It it really did. But I mean, overall, it's fun. I mean, the fact that it's called Santa's Sleigh and Bill Fucking Goldberg is in it. The opening is the best. If you don't want to watch it, at least watch the opening scene. You can probably find it on YouTube for three minutes. It's I loved it. I recommend watching it. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. All right. For me, I fucking hated this movie. Um, yes, I do agree. The opening scene was fun and entertaining. At first, I was like, oh, okay, this could be kind of could be kind of cool. But then it just went shit up, you know, ass up for me. At uh, I don't like. I want to say so bad it's scary, but again, just because it's so. Fucking, I went wanting a horror movie. I wanted a goddamn horror movie and not a basic Disney release. Of, you know, so yeah, I'm saying so bad, it's scary. I, I I would say watch the beginning just because it's the first five minutes is fun, but I, to me, it's so bad, it's scary. Um, I don't like it. Uh, so, so we're, we're split. split. We're split. Yeah. Um, all right, with that, it we are going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, remember. Follow us on Facebook. Check out our website, HorribleHorrorPodcast.com, where you can send us emails. You know, let us know if you have questions, comments, or just want anything to say. Um, email us there. Please, please uh, do. Follow us on Twitter at so bad it's scary. We're on Podbean at uh, HorribleHorror.Podbean.com. And you can download us, subscribe to us, like us, check us out on iTunes as well. Uh, all of this is 100% free. So we do the best Christmas fun. presents ever. We're stocking stuffers. It's free. Give us away. <laughs> um, I don't know how you would do that, but do it. Um, so we'll be back another week with our week three of our horrible horror Christmas marathon special. Um, that's going to do it till then. Happy holidays. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God bless us, God everyone. Bless. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>